Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are now certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our best lives by telling one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Today on the podcast, we welcome Kelly Bloodgood, owner of the Well and Good Health Studio, a wellness oasis that offers treatments including infrared sauna pods, red light therapy, pressotherapy, and other holistic healing modalities. These treatments, while relaxing and beneficial for any adult, can also be life-saving for individuals with chronic illness, which is the reason Kelly opened her studio and started using these methods herself. Several years ago, after dealing with a host of crippling and misdiagnosed symptoms, Kelly finally found a doctor who was able to properly diagnose her with Lyme disease. Even though Kelly was grateful to finally have a diagnosis, she was not prepared for the fact that there is no cure for Lyme. Eventually, she became so ill with the disease that she had to quit her job and focus entirely on her health. On this episode, Kelly walks us through her journey with Lyme to where she is now. She also discusses alternative healing treatments, how they have helped her health drastically, and why they are so important. We appreciate Kelly for sharing her story and know you will be so inspired and learn about these healing treatments regardless of if you are suffering from chronic illness or not. I personally love infrared sauna and use the treatment to deal with muscle pain, for weight loss, detox, and to boost my immune system, among many other things. Enjoy the episode. This episode is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. If you listen to our episode with founder Carly Stein, then you already know how powerful Beekeepers Naturals products are. Beekeepers Naturals is a wellness company specializing in innovative nutraceuticals made from healing hive compounds and plant-based ingredients. Their mission is to improve people's health naturally and save the bees. Allie and I are absolutely obsessed with these products and have been using them consistently since December when Carly was on the podcast. So Allie, what is your favorite Beekeepers Naturals product? I love the Propolis Throat Spray. I've used it consistently through the year and it's been my immune system's secret weapon, which makes sense since Propolis is basically the immune system of the beehive and has germ-fighting properties. What about you? I love the Propolis too, especially as somebody who always had strep throat and throat infections. It has seriously changed my entire life. <laughs> but with that said, my favorite product is the Bee Chill Hemp Honey. Bee Chill Hemp Honey delivers a powerful 28 milligrams of hemp oil per teaspoon so that you can find your bliss. Made with USA grown hemp, it is non-psychoactive and contains 0% THC. I sleep like a baby when I take it before bed and it seriously takes the edge off of my whole day. It also hits the spot when I'm craving something sweet after dinner, which is just an added bonus. 
If you want to try the Propolis or the Beechel Hemp Honey or any of the other amazing products, you can receive 15% off your Beekeepers Naturals order by using the code Courageous Wellness, all one word, at checkout. Or visit beekeepersnaturals.com slash Courageous Wellness. And you can also find the direct link in our show notes. We have an exciting new discount for our listeners with Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic offers superfood coffee and elixirs to upgrade your daily routine. The powerful antioxidants, antiviral effects, and immune-boosting properties of mushrooms transform your cup of joe from an energy-boosting treat to a health-enhancing choice. Along with mushroom coffee, Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and other shroom-filled products. Erica uses the lion's mane in her morning superfood coffee, and even though I hate mushrooms, I absolutely love the products, especially the matcha latte powder, which contains myataki mushrooms and adaptogens. For 10% off Four Sigmatic products, visit foursigmatic.com and use the code COURAGEOUS at checkout, and there's also a direct link in our show notes. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to record your wellness journey and talk about Well and Good Health Studio, which we are currently recording live from. We are at the Well and Good Health Studio. So, um, and we just tried some treatments. So we're going to get to talk about all of that. But to begin, um, can you share with us your journey into wellness and finding these healing modalities that have now led you to opening your own studio and helping others? So about six years ago, I started to experience some very strange symptoms. First one was um, sort of a general overall sense of weakness. Um, I had a difficult time opening jars that were already open, had a difficult time just picking up pots and pans off of the stovetop, um, then progressed to the joint pain, um, you know, the joint, at first I thought maybe I had carpal tunnel, uh, went to the doctor for that, you don't have carpal tunnel, um, and just, you know, so many doctors telling me that there was nothing wrong with me. The, and then, you know, forward a year, and the joint pain is so incredibly, it's just horrible, that when I would wake up in the morning, I would have to crawl to the bathroom, um, <laughs> at that point, you know something is wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That sounds, I mean, that sounds scary, especially when you're going to physicians and everybody's saying you're fine, but clearly something is wrong. Exactly. Exactly. And so then came the extreme exhaustion. Exhaustion that I have never experienced before in my life. I, at that time, I was working actually just down the street on Pier Avenue at a medical uh, spa and I lived about maybe a mile and a half from there and I would get ready in the morning I'd get in my car and I would fall almost fall asleep driving to work I'd get to work and I just the only thing I wanted to do was go home and so went back to the doctor explained you know these symptoms and she said um it's most likely premenopause. There's nothing we can do about it. However, all of my friends who were in premenopause, or even some of them who had actually entered menopause, uh, did not <laughs> were not suffering the way that I was suffering. So kept going back to doctors. More symptoms started happening. I mean, crazy symptoms. 
um, everything from like full body vibration. Um, there was a time I remember one evening where <laughs> I thought we were having a series of earthquakes and I, it just, it, I, I didn't, I could not, I couldn't even grasp what, what was happening to me. I was texting people, calling people like, did you feel this earthquake? And just, no, I even went online to see if we had any earthquakes, no earthquakes, just this vibration going on inside of me. I had um, extreme sensitivity to sound. I remember, I think I was at, it was actually um, Tom Petty's very last concert right before he passed away, the mm -hmm. very last one um, at the Rose, uh, uh, sorry, at Hollywood Bowl. And I, I, I couldn't stay. And I had seen him, thankfully, many times in concert, but I couldn't stay. It was just like, the, it was happening inside of my head. So went back to another doctor, thought maybe I had multiple sclerosis, then it went to fibromyalgia, to, you know, just constant, just <laughs> diagnosis after diagnosis, but it, they were misdiagnosis. So I was not getting any better. Finally, um, somebody told me about Holtorf Medical Group in El Segundo, and I was blown away because it was it's in my backyard. Mm -hmm. And so went and to Holtorf, and after the first meeting, I just knew I was in good hands. Ordered blood tests, 32 blood tests, 32 wow. vials. <laughs> yes. When I was at the uh, lab, the guy who was taking my blood said, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm hoping to find out, and I will let you know. Mm -hmm. I really thought it was something with my thyroid that my doctor was just missing. She was not testing deep enough. And um, come to find out that my thyroid has been affected, but it's because of the Lyme. Mm -hmm. So went in for, you know, it was about two or three weeks later, went back in and sat there with my doctor and he had, you know, this stack of all my tests and we're going through it. And I think it was page three or four where Lyme came, the Lyme test. I didn't even know he did a Lyme test and it was positive. Okay. And it, it was so difficult. Yeah. You know, I just, um, I really kind of thought I was going to just go in, take a pill and I'd be better, I might have to be on medication forever, but that's okay. Um, so with Lyme, the problem is, is that there is no cure in late stage Lyme. So I just remember getting in the car and I called my dad and I just was bawling my eyes out. Yeah. Um, because I just knew that this was going to be a struggle and it has been, um, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a big diagnosis yes. to get. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I mean it's an emotional thing and anyone I can relate, anyone who's ever gotten news that yes. just kind of shocks them and yes. never you know, it's like you don't think of yourself as you know, you were an active, healthy person and yes. then all of a sudden this, this these symptoms but then this information and like information is such an interesting thing. You know, I'm sure it was like a relief on some level yes. to figure out what the, the cause of this, but at the same time, then you have to deal with the diagnosis as well. Exactly. I was so thankful to have a diagnosis. I mean, so thankful. Just the unknowing is, that's, that's incredibly hard to deal with. 
And then, you know, and then finally getting that diagnosis, there was, you know, a sense of relief. One of, one of the things that was very relieving for me is was I knew something was wrong. And I had people telling me nothing was wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I had doctors saying, it's in your head. You should see a psychiatrist or a therapist. <laughs> like, I, no. And so with that diagnosis, at least I felt, and maybe it was even misguided, but I felt like I had a little bit of control back. Right. A you know? A little bit of validation that, you know, your intuition was not lying yes. to you. Exactly. And that's like... I can relate to this story, like understanding that, you know, doctors, there are some amazing doctors out there and we've clearly both been um, able to meet them and work with them. And yes. I want to hear more about this practice. But also, if if you feel like something is truly going on with you and someone says, no, ignore that or no, it's in your mind. Yes. You're the expert on you. 100%. So it's like that sense of, even though it's not good news, it's a sense of validation in some sense that like, I, I, I know me. Kind yes. Of thing. Yeah. I mean, I wear, I wear this body every day. And I think that that is something that is so important for people to, to know and to learn and to live by is to, is that if you really do think something's wrong, there is probably something wrong yeah. and and don't stop until you get an answer absolutely and I think for anybody who's listening who is unfamiliar with Lyme maybe you could talk a little bit about what Lyme disease is and then I'm sure too probably why it took so long for you to get I've actually known a lot of people with Lyme disease yeah. um growing up in Southern California I know there's lots of reports on where ticks are and where ticks aren't but I've known a lot of people in my life growing up in Southern California um who have Lyme disease um but it's so not recognized right. widely that it can take so long to get diagnosed like you were so I'm sure that's so frustrating yes, as yes. well because I, I I didn't have a single doctor except for at Holtorf Medical Group ever test me for Lyme. Yeah. So, the, so that was never going to happen outside of Holtorf. Yeah. Um, so with Lyme, you know, the, the crazy thing is, is, is that it is curable in the early stages. So once you are bitten by a tick, you see that you're bitten by a tick, the best thing to do is to remove the tick, I believe they say with tweezers. Mm -hmm. um, put it in a baggie, Go to your doctor. They'll test it, see if it's carrying Lyme. If it is, you're, I think it's about a six-week six week course of antibiotics. Very simple. Mm -hmm. And it's gone. Well, the problem is, is that many people don't know that they've been bitten by a tick. I actually knew I was bitten by a tick, but I was about 10 years old. So we're talking 1977-ish, mm. give or take a year or two. Mm. Um, and I remember it very clearly because I was really grossed out by it. You know, I'm a 10-year-old kid. I grew up in Northern California. The only states I was in before, I think, the age of 22 was Northern California, Southern California, I mean, you know, California, as well as um, Washington, Oregon, Montana, Wyoming, Nevada, Idaho. Those are the only states I was in. And I remember being outdoors. I think we were hiking as a family, not sure which state. Something was bothering me on my stomach. I lifted my shirt up and I saw this little thing there and it just kind of grossed me out and called for my dad. He came over and whoever we were with, he asked for a match mm -hmm. and he burned it out of me. And that was that. 
I was never going to be cured from it because we're talking 1977, and it's about the same time that Lyme was just being discovered in Old Lyme County, Connecticut. So I'm a 10-year-old girl on the other coast. It's never going to happen. So I have lived with Lyme my pretty much, you know, for 42 years. I'm 52 now. And I look back and I see where Lyme has, you know, reared its head throughout my life. And it really wasn't until, though, the last six years when I started premenopause my immune system was down. Um, I was probably, you know, I was going through a divorce, even though my divorce was probably the great, I mean, the, the nicest, easiest divorce there could possibly be. So I didn't really feel like there was stress at that time, which was, you know, affecting my immune system, but most likely there was. And so it kind of was a perfect storm and the symptoms started to come out. Mm. Um, the, with Lyme is, you know, it's jumped from 30,000 new cases per year to 200,000 cases per year. And it's just, it just keeps going. And especially people my generation are finding out that they have Lyme now. Mm-hmm. So with, you know, late stage Lyme, there, there's no cure. So, so what is it exactly and how do the symptoms manifest right like you were talking about like you couldn't even walk to the restroom is there like symptoms people can look out for or does it vary person to person that's a great question and it does vary person to person but there are some definite telltale signs Um, when you're first bitten by the tick you know many people get a bullseye rash not everybody though Um, as well as you know there might be you might start having like flu-like symptoms after after you've been bitten you want to go to the doctor. Hopefully you know that you've been bitten by a tick um, and get on those antibiotics. For late stage, it is um, much more difficult. The basic symptoms are the joint pain, the fatigue, the nausea, the um, flu-like symptoms, body aches. Um, those Those are pretty much the I think the biggest symptoms. The problem with that is that they mimic symptoms of many other (laughs) diseases. Right. So I find that the problem is that that we don't have enough Lyme literate doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I was just um, with one of my sons on Monday at his physical. He's 17, and I want him tested for Lyme because, fortunately, a mother can pass it in utero. So I have, I have three kids. Uh, my two boys are biological, and I have an adopted daughter. And one reason I, one of the many reasons that I have an adopted daughter is because both of my boys were born two months early. Mm. And doctors had no idea why. They said, you must have a small uterus. I'm like, is that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing, but they just didn't have an answer for me. Uh, now we know it's because of Lyme. My body could only go so far in pregnancy. Um, a lot of women who have Lyme have a difficult time conceiving. I, it took me about two or so years to conceive with my first son. We went through all the testing, nothing, and then, boom, got pregnant. Um, but both of them, two months early, both spent a month in the hospital. Mm-hmm. We were very fortunate to have two healthy preemies. And, you know, but we wanted more kids. 
So we ended up adopting our little girl from China, uh, greatest thing ever. It's one of the <laughs> one of the blessings that if if I would never get rid of my Lyme if I if I couldn't have my daughter. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just it blows my mind, you know, just the way yeah. life works out. Yeah. yeah. So the problem with Lyme is that it mimics a lot of other of diseases. Yeah. Wow. So when you're, you know, when you're finally at this practice and you get this diagnosis mm -hmm. and you're now coming to terms with, you know, what's going on with your body and you're getting this information, what I know there's, I'm sure like this whole emotional process of dealing with that, that you have to go through, but then what do you start to do as far as treatment goes when you know, it's late stage diagnosis, right? For Lyme. It's not, you didn't get bitten yesterday. This right. has maybe been in your system 40 years and been triggered. So what next? Yes. that's <laughs> That was my question. You know, at that point I had already quit working. I was pretty much bedridden. I would, I would only get out of bed really to go to my doctor's appointments. I couldn't, I missed at that time, my boys were starting high school. I miss, I miss so much. And so when I was diagnosed, I left the doctor's office with uh, just so many pills. Uh, three different antibiotics that I would take two to three times a day. For, and I did that for eight months. Plus so many supplements. Um, I gave myself glutathione shots, peptide shots. Um, changed my diet. And... But the, my doctor, he's, he's, he, I love him. His name is Dr. Laffer. And he said to me, he's like, Kelly, you are going to think I'm trying to kill you. But then you're going to get better. Mm -hmm. But you're going to get worse before you get better. And I was like, I, I can't imagine worse. Like, I don't know what worse means. And it was probably after a week after I had started everything. And I woke up and I was like, oh. This is what he's talking about. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I would like to call him right now and, <laughs> and give him a piece of my mind. Um, so, and being on all those medications, yeah. it's just, it's brutal. I mean, it's brutal. The, the antibiotics alone on the, on just your stomach, yeah. you know. So, so there is antibiotics, supplements, different shots. And then, so I did that for about eight months. Got me... Uh, to a level that was okay. Like I went to my daughter's guitar recital. Like I was able to at least get out of the house, but I was still in full survival mode. I was not living whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, and it really wasn't until I did the stem cell replacement mm -hmm. that that brought me to another level. Mm -hmm. But... At the same time that all this is going on with, you know, a medical doctor, I knew that it was only going to get me so far. And I needed to look at other things that were going to help reduce the inflammation and improve my immune system. Because mm -hmm. that is the only way at this point for me to keep the Lyme symptoms at bay, mm -hmm. is to make sure that my immune system is up and the inflammation in my body is down, which is true for pretty much everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I just started to research and everything really led me to light therapy and to lymphatic drainage. Mm. 
Yeah. Can you, so now, I mean, you have this health studio that offers these treatments that we can go into, but can you talk a little bit about why, because I know, right, this is, you're doing this for Lyme, but so many chronic illnesses can also be benefited by using these therapies. And so many people's lives can just be improved by using these therapies. So can you talk a little bit why red light therapy, why lymphatic drainage? Yes. So with red light and infrared light, they penetrate on a cellular level. So they are going deep inside of us. They are affecting our cells. They're helping with cellular regeneration and cellular repair. Um, Because at this time, Lyme likes to enter your body and it likes to go everywhere. It likes to go to your major organs. It A lot of people with Lyme end up getting their gallbladder out for some reason. I had major gallbladder issues until I completely overhauled my diet. Um, So you are detoxing your cells, you are repairing them, you're, you know, regenerating them, and all of that helps with your immune system. Then you've got your lymphatic drainage, which is also detoxifying, and boosting your immune system. So really, it is all about our immune system. Can you talk a little bit about sort of what happens when you detoxify the system? And if anybody, you know, is going to try some of these therapies for the first time, what they need to be aware of as part of maybe preparation or afterwards and really approaching it in the best way that you should approach it for them, A, to be effective, but then also are there any dangers that go along with using them as well? Yeah, and I'll address dangers right off the bat because there, there's not. I mean, you can do red light therapy, lymphatic drainage, infrared sauna every single day at the same, you know, not at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, and so, I mean, I think you'd have to be in that infrared sauna for a couple of hours before, <laughs> before you would see anything yeah. negative. But the, you know, with the detoxifying, a lot of people, you know, they're doing cleanses, they're doing this, they're doing that. Um, sometimes it, yes, it could be too much. So I'm, and I've always been, moderation is key. So when you come to Well and Good, um, you want to just be, you want to be hydrated. Um, One of the worst things, and a couple of my friends have come in here hungover, (laughs) and usually leave feeling better, but they can also have different side effects of dizziness and whatnot. So it just, that concerns me a little bit if people come in after like a really hard night of partying. Um, Anybody else, you know, just for regular folks, no chronic disease or anything like that, there's just, there's really nothing to prepare for or to do. Um, Just making sure that you're dehydrated, sorry, you're hydrated um, before, during, and after. Mm. For people with chronic illnesses, you know, that range from Lyme to all the autoimmune rheumatoid arthritis to fibromyalgia, um, that is sort of a individual mm-hmm. basis. If someone is in extreme pain, I don't want them to do the pressotherapy. Maybe they go into the infrared, infrared sonopod so that nothing's touching them and they are getting the light, they're getting, you know, so everything is 
going inside of them and working its magic without them being uncomfortable. Mm. And then, you know, I have one, um, high, uh, sorry, college-age student who comes in and she has Lyme. And she prefers the presotherapy versus the infrared because right now the heat is too much for her. And me with Lyme, there's times where I need to be on low heat or I, or I can go up to high. It just, it just really depends on how I'm feeling that day. Yeah. And how have they helped you, right? So you start doing, you find these treatments and you start doing them. And did you feel better right away? Did it take some time? What was the experience like for you after you found these treatments? For me, it was, it was immediate. It, I was I was really blown away. I just I remember driving up to Santa Monica, and I was going to be doing um, I was going to one place for infrared and another place for presotherapy, and I, I you know I was skeptical. I was like, but at the same time, I was also kind of desperate. Yeah. So um, so driving up there, I just I was like, I just I just want to be in bed. I just want to be in bed. I cannot believe I'm in my car on the 405. Yeah. So. But then when I did the two treatments, I was just, I had so much energy. Yeah. I felt great. I didn't have any joint pain. And that it, it was immediate for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I opened up Well and Good Health Studio because we don't have anything here in the, in the South Bay. And, you know, I just remember driving back on one day and I was like, God, somebody really needs to open up something in the South Bay. And then I thought, oh. I guess, <laughs> I guess I will. We wanted to take a quick moment away from this episode to share an exciting new discount code we have with Energy Bits. Energy Bits is a company that sells bits of whole food edible algae, spirulina and chlorella for vitality, immunity, energy, recovery, beauty, and more. Energy Bits are sustainable, non-GMO, and provide pure, safe, protein-packed, plant-based nutrition from real food. Everything from the company is consciously and sustainably sourced, and they only sell the highest quality spirulina and chlorella. This edible algae is also the most alkaline and nutrient-dense food in the world and is used by professional athletes and wellness enthusiasts alike. These little bits pack a major punch. Erica and I are currently taking Energy Bits daily, blended into our smoothies, mixed into a dairy-free yogurt bowl, or taken individually as tablets with our other daily superfood supplements. We both have been using the Vitality Bits specifically to boost our immune system and overall health. Vitality Bits are 50% chlorella and 50% spirulina, and it is really unmatched in its nutrient profile. I also really love the Beauty Bits, which promote glowing skin, better energy, and total beauty from the inside out. If you want to try Energy Bits, you can save 20% on your order when you visit energybits.com and use the code CWPODCAST at checkout. Let us know what you think and tag us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. We know you will love the products as much as we do. You can also check out the direct link in our show notes. Now, back to the episode. We just tried the services and um, Allie can speak for herself, but you know, I think both of us, as far as we know, don't have any chronic illness. Um, but I, you know, since October, I've had a lot of um, like chronic neck pain and um, 
in general, I, I always feel achy and sore. I exercise quite frequently. So when I discovered sauna pods, it was such a game changer for mm-hmm. me because I I love to sweat and I love that feeling of like it's the most purely relaxing thing you can do while taking care of your body, you know, and and I just feel so good during and after. And I actually fall asleep when <laughs> I almost always. Um, but yes, I've had friends who have tried it, who have been hungover or for detox. And I think the intention behind the why you're doing it is also so important because, um, yeah, I think that can help your experience as well. But your sauna pods in particular are so incredible. I actually really loved how they give you so much like control. Cause I think a lot of people too, who I've tried to get to do sauna pods are so afraid of just like being confined and you're never confined, but especially with your pods, you have like your hands can peep out and you have control over the heat if you want to lower it while you're in it. And I just think it was such a magical experience. And then we tried the lymphatic drainage, yeah. which was a really cool experience. And then the light red light therapy, which, um, I'm really excited about because you said that can also help with like scarring and, and scar tissue, which, which is pretty incredible. But Allie, this was your first time doing a sauna pod. (laughs) What did you think? So funny, Erica has been trying to get me to do one for so long. And so it's, it worked out so well because I got to do it, you know, through the podcast. Um, I've obviously used saunas in my life, which I enjoy, but I actually, it was different than what I expected, but in a good way. Part of, I think I woke up this morning kind of like a little bit more stressed than I normally am and felt a little bit like, I don't know, it was like anxious is the right word, but just a lot going on right now. And what was so nice about it is when I actually took that 45 minutes to sit by myself and have the heat and warm my body, I left like with all of that, yes, it was a physical detox, but it actually felt like I'm almost like an emotional detox too. I felt with that energy totally changing, which makes sense when you think about it. It's like when you're not feeling great, you can go move your body and that energy shifts, that changes. And I had the same experience today with the pod. Good. Yeah. Good. It was yeah. really relaxing. Yeah. yeah. What is, because like, Ali, you just sparked a question for me, and I know it's different, but what is the difference between like a traditional hot, dry sauna and infrared sauna? I wanted to address that when you when you were talking about that. So your traditional sauna heats the air around you. And really, in terms of benefits, not much. Um, because I mean, you are, you're, you sweat, which, you know, gives you a little bit of detox, but I think people are a little bit confused that when you sweat, that's not really the detoxing part of it. So, and of course, you know, a regular sauna is also just relaxing. I mean, just mentally you're in there, you're just chilling. There's, you know, you're, you're unplugged. So I don't, I never want to like come down on the regular sauna at all. But the infrared is, to me, just, and and my particular pods are like the Cadillac of infrared for me. And so with infrared, you're dealing with light. It is heat because infrared is the actual sun's source of heat. That's where the sun gets its heat is from infrared light. 
um, when you're looking at the light spectrum, you've got your UVs, which are harmful. <laughs> we don't want those. Yeah. And then as you move up the spectrum, you get into your colored lights, your ambers, your violets, your blue, green, red light. Red light is the last visible light on the light spectrum. Mm -hmm. And then you go into infrared. So with, these, with this kind of sauna, you are working on a cellular level. It is going deep inside of you. It's penetrating into your bones, your muscle, and your cells. Um, a regular sauna does not do any of that. Okay. So that would be. Yeah, I think that's a good explanation for, and it is a different experience. Yes. You're not going to sweat as like, it makes sense that that heats, a regular sauna heats the air around you because you get like a quick sweat, I feel like with it. And then this one is much more of a slow, you know, from the inside out kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's very, it's, it's kind of trippy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it it is. But especially in this kind of. Uh, environment that you've created here it's also there's a spa like quality so it does feel a little bit um, like an element of self-care not only from a physical perspective but like I said it was very relaxing and meditative too so you can kind of come and get the whole experience yes and and I like that you brought up self-care because you know obviously well and good is not just for people with chronic illnesses Um, every you know unfortunately I learned about self-care when I got sick. I would love for people to practice self-care before they get sick. So anyone coming in here who doesn't have a chronic illness, they are doing themselves such a service. Yeah. I mean, they really are. Um, because you want to do all these things before before it's too late. You want to keep your immune system up and running and you want to keep the inflammation out of your body. If you can do that, um, you're pretty much you know keeping disease at bay yeah I, I I mentioned this sometimes but we did a great episode with nutritionist Robert Yang and I think about this quite often but he talks he spoke on that episode about what you're mentioning about you know we can't control in life the stressors that are going to come and so in terms of self-care we have to have practices where we're taking care of ourselves because he, he equated it to like having a bucket that can only be filled so much before it overflows. And the overflow is disease, unfortunately. Yes. And so a stressor will fill your bucket to the top or overflow it. So, and that sucks because yes. it's not fair. <laughs> and we, it's not like the trauma that's happening to us is our fault, but it will overflow our bucket. And so he spoke so much about before you get sick, you have to keep your bucket low. So, 100%. Yeah. I, I love that analogy too. I mean, it's very visual. That's why <laughs> I think it's, it's stuck I with me now. For my, my bucket was spilling over. <laughs> no, exactly. I think we've all, we've all been there. And he said yes. like the goal is if you're constantly taking care of yourself, then the stressor might get your bucket to the tippy top, but it won't overflow. So right. that's like the ultimate goal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that leads me into a question that we ask all of our guests. Okay. <laughs> so now that you not only had found these modalities and have created this business, I love that you took that into your own hands too. Like <laughs> someone needs to do this. Well, why not me? It's like really providing hope and help to people based on a a really challenging experience. Like you created something good out of something really bad in your yes. life. And that's yes. amazing. Um, so 
as far as self-care goes, now that you have all of these resources, what does your self-care look like at this point in your life on a daily basis? And what are your non-negotiables for yourself? That's an excellent question. Um, So, you know, I still struggle daily. So for me at this point, this is what I do. Every morning, I usually set my alarm about an hour before I get into the shower. I used to be that person who set it right when I should be getting (laughs) into the shower and then hitting snooze. I don't know how many times. So if my, normally I'm awake before it even goes off, but I lie in my bed and I just sort of assess my body. What is my body giving me today? Because sometimes I wake up in pain. Sometimes I don't. The pain might, you know, pain and other symptoms might come on a little bit later. Um, so I just sort of figure out what my body is going to give me that day and what does it need from me right now. So for example, today I woke up, I immediately felt pain. I just, I went to grab my phone that was on the nightstand and just the shoulder was just, I had a hard time picking up my phone. So I knew I just needed to lie there for a little bit and just, at that time, I kind of give myself a pep talk. So I'm not feeling well. So I wake up not feeling well. Have to kind of give myself a pep talk. And just change that mindset of I am ill, I am, you know, I have a disease to, okay, I have this, but I'm going to take charge and I'm going to, you know, live live my life today and do what I need to do. So... Then there's different things I do. I have red light and um, infrared at home. So today I stood in front of that for 20 minutes, and then I did I did a full dry brushing because I just felt like I needed to get my circulation going. Then got into the shower, and that you know you can do all of that in about 10 minutes, <laughs> but I need to move slower. Mm-hmm. And so while I stand in front of my red light and infrared, I usually then will listen to a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, guys, I have to, I do have to be doing a few things. <laughs> like I'm, I'm that personality. It's hard for me just to do one thing. So I can kill a few birds with one stone there And so for me, the self-care is really listening to my body and not overriding it. Mm. Otherwise, the day is just done if I try to fight what is just happening to me. And, you know, it's so difficult because I was an extremely active person. I was athletic growing up. I was running half marathons. Um, I have three kids who <laughs> that alone is just, you know, f- exhausting. And, and, you know, we'd be going skiing and riding bikes and, and everything. And, you know, that, that is over. Yeah. Uh, that's over for me. And so there, I think the biggest thing for self-care for me has been acceptance. Mm. Wow. That's so beautiful. And, and I think your journey is so profound in that sense where you took something right that was so like just the most awful and here you are creating a studio to help other people who may be going through the same or may just need a relaxation moment in their day and so it's really 
incredible that you were able to take your pain and turn it into like purpose. Thank you. So, um, you know, with that, as we begin to wrap up, we always ask our guest a question and it can be on any topic, but is there a book that's been particularly inspiring to you throughout your life or your healing journey or your wellness journey, but it can be on any topic? Okay. Um, I've read so many books and there's been so many, so many great books that I'm starting to, I'm starting to bring books from home, but I'm creating a little library here because I want, I want people to be able to check a book out. If they have books at home that are just collecting dust, I want them to bring them in um, and just share these resources. I think that the one book would be, it's called Big Magic. And have you guys, so... Yeah, it's written by the same um, author of Eat, Pray, Love. Yes, it's Elizabeth Gilbert. Yes, yes, thank you, Elizabeth Gilbert. And it really is about kind of taking ownership of of your life and, and that the magic really comes from within. I, you know, I'm, I'm 52. I grew born in the 60s, grew up in the 70s and 80s, graduated college in 89. And... Just a very different mentality back mm-hmm. then. It was, you know, I come from an Irish Catholic family. I have five brothers. And um, it was just, you just don't sit and feel. <laughs> you just yeah. do. And the problem with that is then you don't really know yourself. Right. You don't know what what you need, what you want. Um you're just surviving, really. Yeah. You know, it's it's not really living because to me, really living isn't just letting stuff happen to you. Right. It's making things happen, and so Big Magic, I, I really I really like that book a lot. Great. We'll have to check it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're really glad we got to speak with you today and enjoy these amazing services. If anybody is interested in finding you, coming to book an appointment, where can they find you on the internet? follow you get more information on this yes so the website is well and good health studio and then we're also on instagram well and good health studio (laughs) and um yeah so just check us out there great thank you so much for joining us today thank you thanks for tuning in to another episode of courageous wellness tune in every wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch through our website, www.courageouswellnesspodcast.com. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica and we're Courageous Wellness.